people. Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Irene. Hey, hey. Irene. How's it going? Uh, so good. So excited to talk about the couple episodes of Top Chef we need to cover. Yeah. Um. So we're covering episodes 9 and 10. Episode 9 is uh, it's a hipster challenge <laughs> with Fred and Carrie from Portland. Oh my gosh. That was fun. It was fun. Do you watch Portlandia? I did. I did like a long time ago. I love Portlandia. It was so funny. I, I do feel like like weird stories about Fred Armisen though. It was it made me feel weird about him. Like his Elizabeth Moss marriage. Yeah. Okay, but she's a Scientologist. Okay, that's a good point. But I still get weird vibes from him. He he actually gave this really endearing quote about it. He was like, "She's right. I'm not a normal person, and being married to me is probably a hard yeah. experience." Which but I'm like, I yeah, mean, I still the loved them. Did. They were very funny. They I'm were, glad that they brought them on. I thought that was a great addition. I yeah, and they reacted the way I think like any of us would, where they were like, "Yeah, these are all good." Yeah, yeah like their criticism <laughs> was like, "It was pretty good." Yeah, they were really funny. I loved it. Uh, okay, so the food that they cooked. So Don won with a oh yeah semolina quick bread and pancetta jam. With pear butter and goat butter. That looks really good. good. It looked really good. Um, the whole challenge was you have to use like Portland-esque food. Yeah. food, like flaxseed. And, and was it like kombucha. vegetables? Like you couldn't use, maybe you couldn't use meat or something? Sure. That sounds oh, hipster. No. I don't know if that's, uh, no, because there's fish in here. Never mind. Don but, one. I don't yeah. remember who they didn't like. Do you remember who they didn't like? Chris did a variation of cauliflower with, um, sauerkraut, black garlic aioli. They did not like his. Jamie made a mushroom and pickled asparagus dumpling with turnips and hemp seed oil vinaigrette. Did not like hers. Um, seems kind of like a hard challenge, to be honest, in half an it hour does. to like use. It does seem hard. Yeah. I The fact that Chris made it this far is shocking to me. I know. I felt really bad because he just seemed really out of his league at that point. And I'm like, yeah. You should have gone home a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah. this is not your you. And it was Top like Chef is not I your felt jam. bad for him because they were kind of being mean to him at this point. They were like, "Well, we'll t- well, we'll get there, I guess." But I don't know. I just was feeling bad for him because he was like really just not making good food. Yeah, and you've never liked anything he did. Ugh, it was sad. So they move on to the elimination challenge, and I thought this was a super interesting elimination challenge. They had to develop and write out recipes oh for gosh. home cooks. Ugh. This um, sounds so hard. So and hard. Also, they gave them iPads to type on. Can you yes, imagine? I would throw <laughs> it across the room. I would be so I was so mad. So mad. Um, I told you this before we recorded, but once upon a time I was like, I need another project because I'm insane. I'm gonna start a food blog. And I sat down to write a recipe, and it was so difficult. It's It takes forever. It takes forever. To write out every technique you need to use is extremely difficult. Ugh. You can't make any assumptions. Yeah. You know? And so these chefs did things like they'd forget to write oil the pan. Yeah. You know? And yeah. a home cook, like, needs those. They, they were a little... Um, pejorative maybe about home cooks you know like the stupid people well, who I did I home. did think oh wow I really it is really interesting to think like the made the like major differences between like a home cook and a chef right like there's just like stuff like 
when you think when I think about getting a cookbook or something, it's like some of the stuff seems like so gourmet or so yeah. different, so whatever. And then I realize, oh, for it to even be written in a cookbook is just like it's home cook, yeah. which feels yeah. I don't know. It was just. I don't know. It is thrilling when you can like start to just cook, you know, and you don't need a recipe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. like that uh, takes so much work. And, well, so and much they only time. like one one night to write it out. Yeah. And I don't know. It's kind of here's the thing that kind of bugs me about it is like ju- to be top chef, you don't have to write out recipes. Like that's not you know what yeah. I mean. So it's but like you do have to like a successful chef will sell cookbooks eventually. But do you know, have though. editors help you do that? Yes. I just watched Julia and Julia, so I <laughs> But I only watched the Julia Classic. portion. Classic. Yeah, Julia. I only watched the Julia portion. And most of that movie is her writing a cookbook. So I feel like I'm an expert. <laughs> and it's a lot of work. Um, yeah, it seemed really hard. Um, and some of these people, I feel like, made poor choices as to what to make. Like Chris deciding to make a, what was the green he's using? Sorghum. Oh, a sorghum yeah. gnocchi. It's like, why are you choosing to do that? And like, he's like, I've never made a, I've never made a sorghum gnocchi before. And like, well, why well, are you doing why it? Why would you do that? And why are you not also, writing a recipe? Never liked his pasta. And he, it's like he keeps going with the back rice. for more. It's like, you guys, just let it go. You can't be good at everything. It's yeah, yeah. It's um, tragic. So it, this was kind of fun because they wrote the recipe and then the all stars came back and cooked their food, which was hilarious at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michelle had a hard time with the gnocchi. Was it Michelle? Uh, Melissa. Melissa. Why do I call her Michelle? Um, um, yeah, Melissa's like, Ugh. Kristen w- could not figure out Maria's recipe. Yeah, she was like, five pounds of meat for eight people. That is so much meat. I know. They always give Maria a hard time about portions, but I'm like, when is it bad to have? Like, <laughs> you don't have to eat all of it. I mean, hers seemed really easy, though. She's like, put it all in a pressure it's cooker, a soup, and then right? it's like, you just let it cook. That seems easy enough. Um, and they liked her food, too. Yeah, they said it was good. Gabe. Oh, Gabe made a cod, and Greg did very well with it. Oh, Kwame. It was fun to see these people back in the kitchen, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, Shoda did a soy braised pork belly, and Kwame made it. Um, and I think they liked it, right? Who Do you remember who won this? Gabe. Good with the black you. cod and crispy skin. Okay. Maria made that soup. Jamie made a savory, fo- sweet and savory foie gras dish. Um, is This was the brioche French toast when they're like, it's all it's soggy. Sweet. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, there's nothing. Foie yeah, gras and too- French toast too is like not a combo I can get behind. <laughs> um, yeah, it just didn't seem that great of a dish. Byron Kwame was like, this has like 20 ingredients in just the stock. Right. And nobody's really imp- that impressed. He said it was four pages long, <laughs> the recipe, <laughs> which is insane. Um, Dawn, um, salmon with buttermilk. Kristen cooked that, and she says very clear, and she really they did a good job. Gabe won with his cod, and then Chris was eliminated for his sorghum gnocchi. Oh, and before Chris got eliminated, they were like, "Is this when they were like around the fire?" Or was that last? Anyway, I'm getting confused. But they were like all in a group and they're like, I might be the one going home. They're all crying. This is why I love this show. They love each other. They just all love each other. So last chance kitchen. <laughs> so stupid. Um, The BMW. It is the, the longest BMW, the BMW commercial. sponsorship of the show. 
is the out least of control subtle spunk on <laughs> that has ever been on any show. So yeah, Tom had to get in the B or he wasn't there. It was Richard Blaze in the kitchen. Tom had to go around this racetrack in this BMW. How many times? Ten or something. Mm-hmm. And then come back. And in that time, they had to make their dish. And so it was Chris and Sarah, and they had to. So challenge. once once Tom returned to the kitchen, they had one minute to finish completing their dishes. So this was so stressful because they have no idea how long it takes to drive around. It was the Portland International Raceway. They have no idea how long one lap takes. And it's hard to plan like your protein if you don't know how long it needs to cook. Um, and so and it wasn't it was like you can make whatever. But the thing is, you have to finish it in this amount of time when Tom makes it 10 times around the raceway. And Tom driving a BMW around that raceway was wildly obnoxious. <laughs> and then as soon as he gets back to the kitchen, so then he has to drive back to the kitchen as soon as he gets back. They have one minute left. They have one minute. This is like a writer's room where it was 5 o'clock on a Friday and everybody <laughs> wanted to go home. And they're like, like, what do we do? How do we fit this into Quick Fire or to Last Chance Kitchen? And it was like the sloppiest idea they came up with. <laughs> and it's what we got. Um, so Sarah makes a beef braised turnip with pickled nori and shiitake mushrooms. And was it the bento box? No, that's the no, next that's one. next one. And then uh, Chris makes halibut with seafood and pepper broth and fennel oil. And they prefer Sarah's. So Chris is gone. How do you feel about Sarah right now? Not good. I just think she's cocky. She, the her like nervous tick to like say any sentence and then followed up with a very loud <laughs> like every sentence she yeah. laughs and once i realize that i can't not i can't not notice that anymore i know and it's really hard i know i wish her all the best i think it was time for her to go i do think she's a really good chef yeah she's makes great food i don't love her on tv i would like to try her restaurant um okay the next quick fire so now we're on episode 10 sorry episode 9 was a little foggy because it was a while ago and so, even though yeah. we took notes it's like oof. <laughs> But this was on Ugh. pretty recently. Um, so their quick fire challenge is a Chipotle challenge. It's pretty much just like Chipotle ingredients. Yeah. Um, they're doing like a taste off between two judges. I liked this. I this did too. Fun. So two of them are assigned to uh, one judge. So Tom has Byron and Don and he wants something tangy and crunchy. Gail has Gabe and Jamie, and she wants something smoky and charred. And Padma has Maria and Shoda, and she wants something spicy and tart, which I thought was a tough combination. I Ooh, couldn't yeah. think of anything spicy and tart off the top of my head. Kimchi? Kimchi? Mm, good one. Um, This was interesting because Maria versus Shoda... Um, Maria's like, these are the ingredients I cook with, like Chipotle ingredients. Yeah, this I know these ingredients. Yeah. I can do something. Yeah. And Shoda's like, oh crap. This like spicy and tart, like this is the opposite of Japanese cuisine. Like yeah. I gotta I gotta really like take it up a notch. But he did a pork loin with, pork loin with spicy avocado puree. Um and he and Maria did a fried avocado taco, which sounded amazing. It I did thought, sound with the serrano pepper. Yeah. Um, and showed a one. And they said hers wasn't that spicy, which oh, I thought really? was surprising. Yeah. Interesting. They said the reason showed a one was because hers wasn't very spicy. Oh my gosh, I didn't even notice that. And okay. I wonder if it's one of those things where it's like she was 
too aware of spice levels. You know, maybe she was yeah. Like, Sometimes you just safe. get a pepper that's not that spicy. You know, yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so then with Tom, he had Don and Byron, and Don did a wood fired pork loin with crispy onions. Her food always looks so, so good. good, so good, so good. Byron did a moho moho. Is that right? Mo. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I don't know if I'm reading that right. It can't be Mojo, right? <laughs> that feels wrong. <laughs> Probably Mojo. <laughs> um, anyway, grilled pork, poblano, charred corn salad, tomatillo, charred poblano salsa, um, and Don Juan. Gail had Jamie and Gabe. Jamie did a grilled skirt steak with chipotle. Gabe did a bay leaf oiled roasted pork with smoked jalapeno. His flavors, I feel like, are so complex. Yeah. A bay leaf oil. Yeah. So he's like like infusing oils to use. Like that's yeah. a lot of work in a 30 minute With challenge. a bay leaf too. Yeah. Which like. That, that takes time. That's a wild herb. Like it's hard to even know how to use a bay leaf other than stick <laughs> no, you it just in a stick pot. It in a, yeah. You stick it in a roast. And then you take it out. And then you take it out. Yeah. It's like why did I do this? <laughs> um. Anyway, so that was fun because that set up the tofu tournament, which was so chaotic. So like fun. the organization was like, "Whoa, this must have taken so long." To I loved the diagrams. Dawn won this. Oh with yeah, her sorry. Wood-fired pork loin with crispy onions and poblano avocado puree. I do think I think Dawn's gonna be our ultimate winner, and she has won now two quick fire challenges in a row. Yeah. Um, her food just looks really simple and good. Her food looks so good. She doesn't yeah. overcomplicate it. Yeah. So the elimination challenge was wild times. Ooh, yes. It was, how do you feel about tofu? Um, I feel great about tofu. Really? How do you feel about tofu? Tell me how you prepare tofu. I don't, I, there are certain, I just grew up eating a lot of tofu because it's in a lot of Korean cuisine. Um, and I don't buy it and cook it that much just because I don't cook Korean food that much, which is a <laughs> whole other discussion we can have. But um, what I do, it's like, you know, a soft tofu for a soup or okay. a harder tofu for like I like a pan fried with like a really good sauce is good. Okay. Um, that's kind of that's kind of the only things I really use them for. Mabu okay. tofu sometimes. I don't know. I just feel like if you hand me tofu, I'm like, I have no idea what to do with this other than cut it up into cubes and put it in miso soup. Like that's my tofu okay, yeah. knowledge, you know? I just don't even really know what to do with tofu beyond that. So it was really fun watching this. I didn't know there were three different tofu categories, soft, medium, and firm. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to actually read this because it's so complicated that if I don't read it, I'm going to get lost in the explanation. So the contestants were initially split into three pairs with each pair cooking head to head using a specific texture of tofu, medium, firm, or extra firm. The winner of each head-to-head battle was declared safe, while the three losing chefs would compete in the second round with fried tofu. The two losing chefs on the second round would then compete in the third and final round, which would require them to make a dessert using soft tofu. The loser of the third round was eliminated from the competition. In the event of a 5-5 to tie, the judges consulted and chose the winner of the round. The winner of each round is listed below. Okay, so instead of the winner moving on to the next round in this challenge, it was the loser every time. Yeah. So the people who are losing are getting exhausted Mm -hmm. and then they're competing against each other. 
So round one, medium tofu. It was Maria and Shoda again. It was funny, like that Maria at first had this ingredient, these chipotle ingredients that she's like very familiar with, yeah. and then the tables turn, and then it's tofu, and Shoda's like, finally, like yeah. something I know how to do. And Shoda and won she, that. Too. Yeah, Shoda's looked really good. Um, the firm tofu. It was Gabe versus Don. Um and Gabe won with his marinated. Is this when she token. cuts her finger? No, that's okay. in the next round, which was crazy. Um, oh, and also those first two, the judges were tied, so they had to right. go and like conf- confer in the back and like talk about it. And um, it was interesting what they said about Don's dish because they're like, I would actually eat Don's dish again, but it wasn't as tofu forward. Yeah, yeah, which was the challenge. Sucks, and the. Uh, Tofu maker was one of the judges, which I thought was cool. Um, the next was extra firm, and it was Byron versus Jamie, and they preferred Jamie's. And that she one made a Viet- was like nine to one. So yeah, she made a Vietnamese crepe, um, called bun sao, with sautéed tofu and fresh herbs. It looked, Hers looked really good. Yeah, yeah it looked good. Um, okay, so then all of the losers from round one went on to round two. And it was <laughs> Maria, Dawn, and Byron. Maria, Dawn, and Byron. Maria made a tofu steak with Asian mole and fried soybean. Dawn made Nashville hot tofu with pickles. Hers looked and so soy good. This was so rant. frustrating to so watch. So she cut her finger. While she was making it, and it bled into one of the plates, a couple of the plates. So she yeah, had it to bled into her like cucumbers too, into her cucumbers and so plates. And so she's like, "Oh, I got to replate this stuff." She for and it was very sweet because the other two were helping her plate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then she ended up forgetting to do an extra. So one. she was missing a one, so she was yeah. automatically eliminated. And Which, the tofu guy was like, "I would like to object to this." this I was know. Really and also, I think she just would. She just should have been like, or the judges just should have been like, "Okay, the person that didn't get um, Don's like can't vote for Don." Doesn't yeah. that seem, that I don't seems know. more fair. And Ugh, I feel like I was so on, like, sad. chopped, they would take a timeout maybe if someone's injured. Like, I feel like if there's an injury, different rules should apply. But maybe yeah, being part very... of Top Chef is not cutting your finger. Um, And then Byron made a guajillo fried tofu with grilled shrimp, smoked fried tofu puree, prosciutto, and crispy tofu skins, which is like a lot. I love that Byron's like, ah, I'm just going to put some meat in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shrimp, prosciutto. Let's, I'm going to like amp this up because I am losing. So Maria won that one. Um, with It was nine to one. Yeah. So then it comes down to Don and Byron. And Don makes a mango tofu mousse, macerated mango. Oh, because this is, this is the dessert with yeah. the soft tofu. Mango tofu mousse, macerated mango, diced soft tofu, and sesame okara crumble. It looked good. Yeah. Byron made essentially the same thing. A soft tofu <laughs> mousse with honey, okra, okara, okara, and dried mango granola. And they said that the the flavor on Byron's was like dynamite, but the texture on Don's mm. was better. And they ultimately went with Don. And while they were making this decision, that's when all the judges were like crying together, like contestants. You mean it's gonna be one of us? Yeah, sorry, contestants. It's gonna I be know, one of us. It was us. So- we love each other. <laughs> it was oh, very it's sweet. so touching. Like I don't know. 
This show is so good. So then Byron heads into Last Chance Kitchen, which was its own chaotic. Yes, I felt that's how I felt. I was like, this, I, I need to slow this down. Like, too much going on. So it's Sarah and Byron who are charged with making a bento box. Yes. Um, and a need to include include a rice or noodle dish, a meat or fish, a vegetable, and a pickle component. So Ooh. Sarah made a green tea ume rice, pan fried quail eggs in umi cream, uni cream, sorry, Buddha hands, oven roasted eggplants with sesame, daikon pickles with shiso lychee and bamboo shoot. Now I will say the quail eggs in uni cream did not look good to me. It did not look appetizing. It felt like it was richness on top of richness, which was felt weird. Byron made a salmon tataki with his salmon looked so good. It looked I really good. Umeboshi glaze, string beans with yuzu koshu, sushi rice with wakame, and pickled sishu eggplant. His looked fresh and delicious. His looked really good. So Byron and it's won. A, no, it's a cliffhanger. No, Byron won that. What do you mean Byron won that? He won that. He defeated Sarah in that. And then we go to part two. Wait, what are you talking about? I didn't know You didn't know there was a part two? (laughs) I thought you find out on Top Chef. No, there was a part two of Last Chance Kitchen. Oh my gosh. Tell me. (laughs) No. No, just tell me. Do you want? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. So. So there. So wait. So Byron won. And then what do they say? They say. Then you're back in. Listen to this. Oh, no. They bring in all the chefs who are still in the competition. And they're like, I hey, saw them chefs, watching. You thought you were here for a quick fire challenge. Guess what? You're here for Last Chance Kitchen and you're competing against Byron. So what you're going to do is you're what? all going to put together. So there's five chefs left, right? You're all going to put together a box with 10 ingredients for Byron to prepare. So go around the kitchen and grab 10 ingredients. And then he'll pick three of the boxes that he wants to prepare. And they're not idiots. They know that they're going to have to cook these. Wait, wait, wait. So they're now in a competition with each other and Byron. No, they are just in a competition with Byron. None of them are in danger of getting eliminated. But only Byron is. But they have to cook against Byron with the same ingredients. So they need to pick ingredients that they can do that would be challenging to Byron. Why does Byron have to compete twice? Good question. I don't know. So Byron's not in yet. He still has one more thing to do before he can get in. But Sarah's definitely out. Yes. I don't understand this. Okay, keep keep talking. It gets worse. It gets worse. So they put together. Now there's a part two. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. So they all put together these boxes. And then Byron has to choose three of the five boxes that he wants to cook. And so the boxes he picks are Gabe. Maria. Maria. And Jamie. So he starts by competing against Gabe. He has to cook three yes. more things? Yes. This is torture. And he has to win two out of three. To Why? come back to Top Why? Chef. <laughs> this is so Because mean. the writers are sadists, I think. <gasps> so, first round. He makes a salad with bacon, guajillo. Byron does. Guajillo and raisin puree and shaved manchego. Gabe makes a guajillo braised radicchio, bacon mm, and golden raisin good. jam, braised brassica, and shaved manchego. Gabe and won. Gabe wins. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I can already tell with that description. Byron needs to raise the mu- next two oh. to get back to Top Chef. And he's already cooked two meals. 
This is so mean. So, round two, it's him versus Maria. Byron makes a pan-roasted New York strip steak with chanterelle saffron puree, roasted tomatoes, and mushroom chipotle sauce. Oh, I forgot to mention, the judges were Kristen and what's-her-face? Carrie. Not Carrie. Melissa. Not Melissa. She won... <gasps> Brooke. 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 I like oh her. Oh, my gosh. Um... And Maria makes a steak with mushroom and ancho powder marinade, grilled tomatoes, onion saffron sauce, and sautéed mushrooms. Byron wins that one. So now he, he has, has to, to win, win the second one, third one or the third one. And he's competing against Jamie. Byron makes a marinated and grilled pork with turmeric and coconut sauce over noodles. Okay, here's the thing. If you're the other chef, if you're not Byron, like yeah. you're not going to make a good meal cuz you're not in I mean, like, you're not well, going to try well, that hard, right? What they say in their interview is, like, we're exhausted. We don't want one more person to compete against. As much as we love Byron, we just want to get to the end. And Byron just adds one more person that could beat us. Okay. I think they're making them say that, but fine. Jamie makes roasted pork with turmeric serrano, chim chimichurri sauce, coconut braised kale, and crispy rice noodles. Jamie wins. <gasps> so Byron... Does not get to come back on. Four meals, one <laughs> last chance kitchen, Gosh. and does not get to come back. Can you believe that? That is a messed up. I know. Why would they do I that? Was outraged. I that was like, feels why like he can him sue them? <laughs> like that is so. I will mean. say at the end, I was like, man, Byron's a good chef. Like before, <laughs> I was like lukewarm on Byron, and after that, I was like, that guy's good. What? Like what? Yeah. They, I don't feel like they've ever done something like that. It was before. brutal. So he doesn't get to come on. So nobody from Last on. Chance Kitchen comes back on the show i mean jamie, jamie did, did but yeah last chance kitchen was like just a pointless waste of time <sighs> it was fun to watch i guess but yeah that is isn't that shocking outrageous yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh wow uh so we've got five left i don't know if they're going anywhere i kind of don't Good think question. they are because we haven't seen any previews for it and yeah. it was mid-pandemic and uh, I think they might just stick around, but it's we're getting down to. You know, this is when it gets really hard. Yeah, <laughs> and I like all of them. I, I do think Maria's the weakest at this point. Yeah, Maria needs to go home. Let's see who do we have left: Gabe, Maria, Jamie, Shoda. Is there five? Yeah, there's five: Gabe, Maria, Jamie, Shoda, Don. Oh, Don, duh, <laughs> duh, the winner. The who do you think it's gonna be at the I end? Do think Dawn versus Shoda, maybe Shoda. I think Jamie could get to then too. Or I think Gabe. Gabe's pretty good too. Yeah, I think Gabe has been very consistent. If I had to pick a dark horse, it would be Jamie. Jamie's good. Yeah, Jamie is like she surprises you. Yeah. So I'm excited. Think? I think it will be Dawn and somebody. Yeah. Don and Gabe. I don't know. I could see Don and Gabe, Don and Shoda, Don and Jamie. I could see all of those possible. It's a good group left. I know. It's great. It's fun. What have you been making or eating? Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. So last time I was here, I was talking about how I was marinating a pork shoulder steak. I was marinating pork shoulder steaks in like a miso marinade. I made it. It was amazing. Really? Yeah. It was so good. Also, like never knew you could like ask to get a pork shoulder cut into steak yeah sizes. i had no idea it was so so good it's a molly boss recipe out of her new 
cookbook called Cook This Book. Everyone should get it. It's really good. You like it? You like? Yeah. Are you one of her Patreon people? Yeah. I should be. Um, she's really great. Um, I made a uh soy braised brisket from Allison Roman's. I want to say nothing fancy. Mm. Um, it was so good. There's a brisket shortage. I went to R and R for lunch today, and they're like, "Sorry, no brisket." Brisket shortage? Yeah, really. Yeah. I went to Harmon's for this brisket, and I was shocked at the price tag. No, oh. I was shocked at the tr- lack of choice. There yeah. were like four packages like I could pick shortage. from, and like the just like one. I had I, anyway. They didn't have one that was big enough, so I had to get two, and then one was good, and then all the rest of them were like really fatty. Mm. It was like. Just kind of weird. Did you make it for other people? Mm-hmm. I made it for my in. I brought like all the stuff down. And I made it for my in laws. Yum. A brisket's a great. I've never braised a brisket. I've actually never made brisket before in my life. I have. I like. I don't know. I feel nervous about red meat sometimes. Like prepping red meat, mm-hmm. I'm just like I need a lot of instructions for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was incredible, and it had like this herby, salty topping. Yum. It was so good. Did you do it in a smoker or in the oven? No, it's braised. So it's it it was on the stovetop. So oh, it was braised okay, on the stovetop okay, for like wow. three and a half hours. Wow. And it had like soy sauce and like really interesting ingredients. Like star of anise, cinnamon stick, a bay leaf, like really, really good. Mm-hmm. You had to like caramelize honey and like cook ginger in it. I don't know. It was so good. Um I made the Smitten Kitchen recipe called Everyday Yellow Doll. And okay. it was so good. Really? Yes. I feel like lentils, split peas, stuff like that. It's like not my natural habitat of yeah, food. Like either. I don't know how to put that into my food more. And so I saw it and I was like, I'm going to do this. It also had a like another recipe within or like a side recipe for a spicy like cabbage salad that went along with it and it was incredible. Okay. Like so was it vegetarian? Yeah. So okay. it had yellow split peas um and just like a bunch of spices and stuff. It was so good. Yum. That sounds so really good. good. What about you? Um I did just like kind of my old standards for cooking. I did a chicken marinade that I always do, which is like soy sauce, ginger, um some oil, some garlic, um solid yeah, I just keep a huge chunk of ginger in the freezer yeah. and just grate it in. And it makes all the difference mm, in like a interesting. soy marinade. Um, and then tri-tip. I, I really think that just salt and pepper is the best tri-tip rub. Are you, um, how are you prepping it? Like on a grill? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we ate at Bombay House. Oh, I, I was in Bombay. Salt Lake, you know, because I moved away from Salt Lake. And I was like running <laughs> errands. I was like, I just don't want to cook dinner. I'm in Salt Lake. Is Bombay grab- open now for dining? Yeah, but I just got takeout. Oh, you got takeout. Okay. Because I do feel like Indian is one of the foods that's just as good takeout. Oh, Like, for we were sure. all lying to ourselves last year and being like, takeout's great. Like, it's not. No. Eating in is so Especially much Especially because you have to still clean up. And yeah. Yeah. And, like, there's food that just doesn't travel well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Indian food, yeah, Indian is, food is always perfect yeah. takeout. Um, their Bollywood chicken is so good. I love Bombay. Their tikka masala is so good. My kids are... They freaking love the naan and the mango lassi. It's like a meal. Yeah, my kids eat. My kids eat Bombay. Yeah, Yeah. 
The um, Makani chicken. Have you had that? No. Just their butter chicken. So it's good. Oh, so I almost good. got the butter chicken. It's I love butter true chicken. Good. True good. It's true truly chicken. good. True. Um, My kids say for I true did life. make that actually too. There's like a really good instant pot butter chicken that's really easy. You know who and has really a good. good butter chicken is Mel's Kitchen Cafe. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, And we tried to go to Raising Cane's today and the line... <laughs> I don't know what the deal is with that chicken. I've never had it, but people are losing their mind. I know. I saw a picture or a video of like how long the line was. Like, I didn't even know that was coming here. I went in Vegas and was like, fine. People love it. It's weird. Is it weird? Isn't it? It's just I chicken. It's I guess. like new and exciting. Yeah. Like I guess. when Shake Shack like, got here. Yeah. You know, I was like there the first day waiting in line because I was like, it's uh. Shake Shack. And it's like, they're everywhere. Oh, for me, I was like, I will, I will go there. I will travel to Las Vegas and definitely go out of my way to get Shake Shack. But like to drive to Sandy and get Shake Shack feels out of the question <laughs> yeah. to me. Like there is no way I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. Um, I, I'm there now. So she, it's probably. I know. I do get it. Sandy. Actually, sometimes when I come down here, I'll like order it on the phone to pick up. It's a great. How do you feel about Shake Shack's fries? Great. I do, too. There are people who don't like them. Really? Yeah. Like what is their complaint? Anti-crinkle. I love it. But a why? A ridge that catches the salt. Ugh. The crinkle is the best part. Yeah. Like, they're People so... People are weird about fries. How do you feel about In-N-Out fries? I feel fine about them. People are have... very... It's very divisive. <laughs> Opinions. Brandon doesn't want to go to In-N-Out because of the French fries. Really? Yes. It's weird. They're just fries. You don't have to order fries. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I do know. And I think they're fine. All right. Well, that's what I've been eating. Sounds great. I made another strawberry shortcake. Ooh. This time the biscuits weren't as good. But Dang I did it. add... Which, wait, what's barbecue. the recipe you use from? What is... What? So the recipe I recommend now, and you can find this in the last newsletter I sent out, ifind.substack.com, was a... It was a biscuit um, with... That goes on top of a cobbler. It's like a cherry cobbler. And we just made the biscuit. Mm. So you have to like adjust the cooking time a little bit, but a really good, like kind of salty biscuit mm. to counteract the strawberries and the whipped cream. And it was... So good. Amazing. But, yeah, I d- added some rhubarb to the compote. I love rhubarb. I made, good. um like, twice. Whenever rhubarb is in season, I make a batch of strawberry rhubarb freezer jam. Ooh, yeah. And it lasts me, like, half a year, and it's the best. Do you grow rhubarb? No. I, I wish I did. I should. All right. Someday, Meg. We'll be back next week. I'm going to Seattle this weekend, Fun. so I'm going to have some food to rhubarb. Yeah. Cannot wait. I'm going for the food. So. Yay. Where are you going? Do you know? Uh, Just downtown. But I mean like, oh, you know, food wise. Um, yeah. We're going to go to the, you know, Pike place first of mm-hmm, all. And then we're mm-hmm. getting dim sum somewhere and a couple other places. So. Okay. I've never done dim sum. I'm excited to do dim sum. Fun. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back uh, next week. We're going to be talking more about Bachelorette and Top Chef as the season wraps up. Uh, remember to subscribe to our newsletter, hivemind.substack.com. Um, you can also check out our Patreon. We just wrapped up Mayor of Easttown, and we are starting Cruel Summer. Have you seen Cruel Summer? No, I heard it's good, though. Good is a word. It's entertaining. Funny? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so check that out on Patreon. <laughs> um, and we will be back next week. Goodbye. Bye.